You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we preview the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast and let's get started. Let's have a look at the groups for the first round of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 and talk about some of the challenges facing all the teams and predict who will be the top two teams from each group to qualify for the Super 12 stage of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. Let's have a look at both groups, Group A and Group B of the first round of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. In Group A, we have Namibia, the Netherlands, Sri Lanka, and the United Arab Emirates. In Group B, we have Ireland, Scotland, the West Indies, and Zimbabwe. Now, uh, let's talk about Group A and talk about the teams in Group A and what are their chances of qualifying for the Super 12 stage. We'll start with Namibia. Now, this is the second T20 World Cup for Namibia. Last year in the UAE, they were able to qualify for the Super 12 stage last year. In Group A of last year's tournament, they won two games and lost one. And they won against the Netherlands by six wickets. And they won against Ireland by eight wickets in last year's qualifying stage in the UAE. Uh, They qualified into Group 2 of the Super 12 stage. It was a tough group with teams like Pakistan, New Zealand, India and Afghanistan. They were 1-4 from their uh, group matches in the Super 12 stage last year. Um, Obviously, a bit of a tough initiation for them in T20 World Cup uh, cricket for them. But for their first T20 World Cup, they did pretty well. Um, This year's T20 World Cup in Australia, in the first round again to qualify for this year's T20 World Cup, they are a a good chance to progress to the Super 12 stage. Um, After qualifying last year... Coming into this qualifying um, first round of this year's T20 World Cup in Australia, they are a team that have tremendous confidence and belief in their own abilities. And they should be able to go through. I think they'll they'll definitely make a good competitive effort and hopefully qualify for the Super 12 stage in 2022. Um, obviously, there's some tough opponents in this group. You've got the Netherlands and Sri Lanka. Um, so they'll have to be on their game against those countries, Namibia. But... They are a good chance to progress and go through. Let's talk about Sri Lanka, the other team in Group A. For the second time in a row, Sri Lanka are qualifying for a T20 World Cup to go through to the Super 12 stage. Last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE, they were able to qualify for the Super 12 stage. In Group A, they won all three uh, uh, first round matches in Group A in last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE. They were able to qualify for Group 1 of the Super 12 stage in last year's T20 World Cup. They won two games and lost three. Um, So for Sri Lanka last year, they they would have been disappointed by their results in last year's T20 World Cup, uh, being able to qualify for the Super 12 stage last year, but they lost three games and won two. So a bit of a disappointing result for Sri Lanka. But uh, since then, Sri Lanka have turned things around in T20 cricket. Winning the Asia Cup this year was a tremendous boost in confidence and morale. Uh, new coach and Chris Silverwood has really turned around this inexperienced young team uh, from Sri Lanka. Um, they are favourites to qualify from Group A. You would say that, but anything can happen in qualifying tournaments, as we know. Just because you're the favourites doesn't mean you're going to go through. So... Um, For them, they are favourites to go through, and they should go through. I think they'll do enough to go through. They are the the most experienced team out of the other teams in Namibia, the Netherlands, and the UAE. So you would think with their experience at international level, uh, many of their players are are pretty good in T20 cricket, you would think they'll go through. Let's talk about the Netherlands. Now, for the Netherlands, last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE was a disaster. Uh, Failed to progress from the first round. They lost all three of their games. Um, So it was a very disappointing uh, T20 World Cup for them last year in the UAE. I think this year in 2022 for the Netherlands in Australia, I think they're they're a good chance to qualify um, this year. 
unlike last year in the UAE. Uh, different conditions. I think they'll like playing in Australia. Different conditions to the UAE. The pitches are going to be much better. Uh, good for batting, good bounce and good carry and pace, uh, which will suit a lot of their players. Um, they should play a, a lot better. And it's probably going to be a bit of a battle between them and Namibia for that second spot. Because you would think Sri Lanka will, will probably go through and be one of the teams to go through from Group A. Then it's either going to be Namibia or the Netherlands to go through. So it's going to be an interesting battle to see what happens there. But for the Netherlands, there are a good chance of going through into this year's Super 12 stage in Australia. And last but not least, let's talk about the UAE. Last team in Group A. Uh, first T20 World Cup for the UAE since 2014 in Bangladesh. Going to be a challenge for the UAE to qualify in this year's tournament. Um, a lot of their players haven't played a lot of cricket outside of the UAE. Um, for most of them, and I think just about for all of the team, it's their first time playing in Australia. So that's going to be a challenge in itself. But I think for the UAE, it's great to see them here in Australia for this T20 World Cup. I think most of their uh, supporters and the team will relish the opportunity um, of playing in Australia and, and competing against some of the world's best players and best teams in the world. So for the UAE, it's going to be a bit of a struggle for them to qualify. But let's just see them play good cricket and hopefully improve and get better and develop uh, their skills as a cricketing nation. But um, for them, it's all about just having fun and making sure that we're having a good time in Australia and enjoy it. Um, and that's what the game's all about, enjoying this great game of cricket. So that's Group A. Let's talk about Group B. And Group B is going to be an interesting group in terms of who will qualify um, into the Super 12 stage from Group B. Uh, we've got Ireland, Scotland, the West Indies, which is a bit of a surprise to see the West Indies there. But really in the last few months and to a year probably, um, it's no surprise to see the West Indies here because they have struggled in T20 cricket and Zimbabwe. Um, so those are the teams in Group B. Let's talk about them in terms of how they're shaping up and what are their chances of going through to the next round um, in this T20 World Cup this year in Australia. First of all, let's talk about Ireland. Now, Ireland... Last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE, they had a disappointing tournament. They only won one game and lost two. They won against the Netherlands by seven wickets in Group A. Uh, the highlight for them in that tournament was Curtis Camphor taking four wickets and four balls against the Netherlands, where they won by seven wickets. That was the only highlight for Ireland in the whole tournament last year. So a quite disappointing tournament for Ireland in the UAE. This time around, in 2022... I think they're a good chance of going through to the next round. Obviously, different conditions, the UAE to Australia. Um, this time around in 2022, they're in the first round again to try and qualify for the Super 12 stage. They should perform better, as I mentioned, in Australia compared to the UAE last year. Uh, group B is a group of tough teams. You've got Scotland and Zimbabwe, who have done pretty well in the past. You've got the West Indies, who uh, you would think should go through from Group B. But a lot of people are uncertain about that. So Ireland are a good chance of going through. They've got some good players and they really are developing as a cricketing nation. We've seen when they've played against big teams like New Zealand uh, recently, they've really challenged uh, New Zealand in that series they played against them a few months ago in, in Ireland um, in ODIs and T20. So Ireland are developing and getting better as a cricketing nation. And as we know from Ireland over the years in World Cups, they have caused upsets, uh, beating England and Pakistan, for example. So Ireland are a good chance of going through in Group uh, B to the Super 12 stage. Let's talk about the, um, the second team, Scotland. Let's talk about Scotland um, in Group B. Um, they had an OK uh, T20 World Cup last year in the UAE. Um, they were able to qualify for the Super 12 stage, which was a fantastic achievement for Scotland. They won three of their games in Group B. Uh, they had the famous victory against Bangladesh by six runs in last year's qualification tournament in the first round in the UAE. Uh, so that was a magnificent win for them and boosted their confidence, knowing that we can compete against the full member nations. Um, they struggled in the Super 12 stage. They lost all their five games in Group 2, it was a pretty tough group. You had, uh, you know, India, uh, New Zealand, 
um, and Afghanistan. So it was always going to be tough for Scotland to to win a game there. Uh, and and obviously they had Namibia as well in Group 2 of that Super 12 stage last year in the UAE, and they lost to them. So uh, last year for Scotland, it was a bit of a mixed bag in terms of results. This time around in 2022, I think they're a good chance of going through. They've got confidence knowing that we did qualify last year. We're a good chance to do it again in 2022, and I think they will try and, and qualify again. Um, they may find it tough against you know some of the teams like Ireland and Zimbabwe and maybe the West Indies, but um, y- you know it, it is going to be interesting to see how they perform as a group. As I mentioned, they've got tremendous confidence in terms that we did it last year. We can do it again in 2022, and I think they're a good chance of doing that. Um, so they're one of the teams that, that have a really good chance of going through to the second round in terms of the Super 12 stage of this T20 World Cup. So let's see what Scotland can do in this tournament. Uh, let's talk about the West Indies. Uh, for the first time, the West Indies are in the first round to qualify for the Super 12 stage in the T20 World Cup. And it's not a surprise to see the West Indies here. They've been struggling for some time. Uh, They've been playing poor T20 cricket. A lot of their uh, veterans have retired. It's quite a young, inexperienced team. Um, And no doubt they're probably going to struggle to qualify in this uh, T20 World Cup, which you don't really say about the West Indies all that often because you you would say the West Indies are guaranteed to go through. But given their form over the last few years, especially in the T20 format, a lot of people are saying they're probably not going to qualify. Um, Let's talk about the West Indies. Last year in the T20 World Cup in 2021 in the UAE, they automatically qualified last year in the Super 12 stage. Didn't perform well. They only won one game and lost four in the Super 12 stage in Group 1 of last year's T20 World Cup. The only victory they had was against uh, Bangladesh, and they won that game by three runs. So it just shows you where the West Indies were at in terms of their T20 cricket during last year's tournament. They also said farewell to Chris Gale and Dwayne Bravo, who announced their retirements during that tournament. Um, As we enter this year's T20 World Cup, uh, they find themselves in the first round to try and qualify. It's a new-look team and a new captain in Nicholas Puran. Going to be very interesting to see how he goes as a leader. Um trying to rally this West Indian team uh, to try and perform and, and hopefully qualify for a Super 12 stage of this T20 World Cup. Um, you would think they should be the favourites to qualify from Group B. But in saying that, there's a bit of a question mark over them in terms of will they actually qualify? We have to wait and see because we don't really know what's going to happen. But even if they do qualify from the first round to the Super 12 stage. I think they'll struggle anyway in the Super 12 stage and probably don't do um, very well. And they'll probably fail and and they'll probably, uh, you know, find it a bit tough in the Super 12 stage to even uh, make an impact. So we shall see what the West Indies uh, will do in this um, qualification tournament in the first round of this T20 World Cup. But at the moment, uh, it doesn't look good. Um, Let's talk about Zimbabwe, the last team in Group B. And for Zimbabwe, it's the first time Zimbabwe are back at the T20 World Cup. The last time they were at the T20 World Cup was back in 2016 in India. Uh, Great to see them here in Australia. Uh, One of the favourites you would think to qualify from Group B. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how Zimbabwe go. But we know Zimbabwe, and just recently in Australia, when they played that ODI series against Australia... They won that famous ODI, the last ODI of that series against Australia in Townsville, where they won that last game of that series. So even though it was different formats, it was ODIs and this is T20, but that will give them tremendous confidence knowing that we can compete at this sort of level and we can put teams under pressure in terms of full member nations. And that's what they did to Australia in that ODI series. So I think for Zimbabwe, being... Their first T20 World Cup since 2016. I think they'll be looking to try and and make a good solid effort and be competitive and have that motivation to qualify for the next round of the Super 12 stage. And they do really have a good chance because I think Ireland, Scotland and Zimbabwe 
probably will be fighting out for one of the two spots and you would think the West Indies will qualify. But as I mentioned before about the West Indies, there's a question mark about them because of their form. So you would think Zimbabwe are a good chance to qualify. They've got some good players. Sekinda Raza is one of their big players and he's got to have a very good tournament in terms of Zimbabwe's chances of qualifying. So don't discount Zimbabwe. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And I think they're, they're going to make a good effort in terms of trying to qualify for the Super 12 stage. Let's predict who will be the top two teams from Group A and Group B to qualify for the Super 12 stage of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. We'll start with Group A. And uh, my predictions for the top two teams. I'm going to go with Sri Lanka. I think they'll do enough to qualify. Um, heading into this T20 World Cup, they were the favourites to qualify easily into the next stage, into the Super 12 stage of this tournament. So I'm going to go with Sri Lanka. Uh, the second team, I think it's going to be either Namibia or the Netherlands. I can't really split those two teams. I think both of those teams will battle it out in terms of who will get that second spot. But in saying that, given that this is a qualification tournament, you don't know what's really going to happen. So um, I'm going to go with Sri Lanka from Group A to go through and either Namibia or the Netherlands to join them from Group A. I can't really split them. As I said, it's going to be a real battle between those two countries for that second spot. But we shall see what happens um, at the end of this first round and who eventually makes it through. As I said, these are just predictions and, you know, they, they could be entirely wrong and there could be something else. There could be two different teams to qualify um, from Group A, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, group B, who are the top two teams to go through, in my opinion, my predictions? I'm going to go with the West Indies with a question mark. I'm not really certain about the West Indies, but but I'm saying the West Indies because... You would think they'll go through because they're the team that has the most international experience in terms of a lot of their players have played a lot of international cricket in terms of T20 internationals. You would think they're good enough to go through. But I say it with a, a sense of hesitation and a question mark and a bit of an asterisk next to their name. Because given the form the West Indies have been showing at the moment, it doesn't fill you with confidence. And a lot of the supporters and fans agree that maybe the West Indies probably won't qualify for the next round of this uh, T20 World Cup. But I would say them, I think, given that they've got international experience, that should put them in good stead, being a lot more experienced in the international game compared to Ireland, Scotland and Zimbabwe. But I say it with a sense of hesitation and some uncertainty because I'm not really sure myself. But... I'm basing my prediction off of that experience and hopefully that will put them in good stead and hopefully that will do um, do them well and, and serve them well and hopefully that will get them over the line to go through to the Super 12 stage. But I'm not sure, but I'm going to say the West Indies anyway. The second team to join them, well, I think it's going to be a three-way uh, race. I think it's going to be a three-horse race, as they say. Either Ireland, Scotland, or Zimbabwe, I think, will be the second team. A lot of those teams um, are at different levels, but I think they're good enough to try and qualify for the second round. So I can't really split them like in Group A. Um, I'm going to say either Ireland, Scotland, or Zimbabwe to be that second team. The West Indies to be the other team, but I'm not sure about that. Bit of a question mark. We don't know what's going to happen. As I said, these qualification tournaments and these predictions, they can be entirely wrong. And it's unpredictable, T20 cricket. You never know what's going to happen on the day when these games happen in the first round of a T20 World Cup. We're, we're probably going to see some upsets, and we're going to see some teams uh, really cause some upsets and surprises. You know, especially from the non uh, full members of the ICC in terms of the associate members like Namibia, the Netherlands and the UAE. And then you've got the full members like uh, Ireland and Zimbabwe. And also you've got Scotland who are not a full member, but they can definitely cause an upset on any given day. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what two teams will go through from Group A and Group B. It's going to be unpredictable, but it's sure going to be an exciting qualification 
round, that's for sure, in the first round of this T20 World Cup. So, a recap of my predictions. I'm going to go with Sri Lanka and either Namibia or the Netherlands from Group A. Group B, I'm going to say the West Indies, but a sense of hesitation and uncertainty um, and a question mark next to their name. And then either Ireland, Scotland or Zimbabwe um, from Group B to be the second team to join the West Indies. So those are my predictions for the top two teams from Group A and Group B to qualify for the Super 12 stage of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. Let's have a look at the groups for the Super 12 stage of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. In Group 1, we have defending champions Australia, Afghanistan, England, New Zealand, the first team from Group A and the second team from Group B in the first round. In Group 2, we have Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa, the second team from Group A in the first round, and the first team from Group B from the first round. Those are the groups for the Super 12 stage of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. Let's have a look at all the Super 12's teams and squads for this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 and talk about some of the challenges facing all the teams in this Super 12 stage of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. Let's have a look at Group 1 squads for the Super 12 stage of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 and talk about some of the challenges facing all the teams in this Super 12 stage of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. Let's have a look at Australia's T20 World Cup squad and their captain is Aaron Finch. They have won one ICC T20 World Cup title. That was back in 2021, last year in the UAE. The best result from Australia in last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE. They were the champions. The squad they have selected for this year's T20 World Cup in Australia for 2022 Finch, Cummins, Ashton Agar, David, Hazelwood, Inglis, Mitchell Marsh, Maxwell, Kane Richardson, Smith, Stark, Stornis, Wade, Warner and Zampa. Um, Australia come into this T20 World Cup in 2022 as one of the favourites after winning last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE, where they were given no chance of winning the tournament at all. But for the defending champions, they haven't played at their best in the recent T20 National Series. They have played against India, where they lost 2-1 in the best of three in India. They won against the West Indies 2-0 out of two games. But they lost against England recently 2-0 in the best of three. But results leading up to the T20 World Cup don't matter as much. It's what you do in the tournament that matters. So given those problems that Australia have been facing at the moment... Uh, you would think Australia would turn those problems around and perform very well in this tournament in 2022. So let's go back to last year's T20 World Cup. And in 2021 in the UAE, they managed to qualify for the semi-finals from Group 1 in the Super 12 stage. They won four games and lost one. They got through on net run rate, uh, tied with England and South Africa on four wins and one loss and eight points. Uh... They only lost one game to England in the Super 12 stage, and that was by eight wickets. And from that moment on, Australia started to turn things around. And come the semi-final against Pakistan, it went down to the wire. Pakistan were four for 176 from their 20 overs, and Australia chased down the runs, five for 177 from 19. They won by five wickets, and then they went on to win the tournament. Matthew Wade played the innings of his career. 41 uh, 41 not out, I should say, of 17 balls to win the game because Australia's uh, batting uh, was in a bit of trouble. He came in as the finisher and he got the job done and Matthew Wade um, got Australia that famous win against Pakistan in the semi-final. Then we went to the final and then Australia won by eight wickets and chased down the runs easily. New Zealand were four for 172, Australia were two for 173. They won by eight wickets to claim their first ever T20 World Cup title, where no one gave them a chance in the world of winning the tournament, given how poorly they were playing last year in T20s. But they've turned things around, and that's why they are favourites to win this year's T20 World Cup in Australia. Now, we come to this year's T20 World Cup in 2022. At home in Australia, 
and Australia are favourites to win at home. It's a strong squad, good batting lineup, uh, good bowling attack. Uh, the one change Australia made to their T20 World Cup squad from last year was uh, Tim David, uh, the big hitter from Singapore, uh, came in for Mitchell Swepson, who was left out this year. Um, so it's a very strong squad. You have a look at, at the batting. You've got Finch, you've got Warner, you've got Marsh, you've got Stornis, you've got Maxwell, you've got Tim David, who's come in. He's a powerful hitter. You've got Josh Inglis, who's done well in the BBL recent years for the Scorchers. Um, it's a very good team. Um, but this Australian team, as I mentioned earlier, have some question marks heading into this tournament. Um, some key areas of concern. Number one with Aaron Finch's form. The Australian skipper has been out of form of late. Um, he's just retired from ODIs. Um, but his T20 form, Aaron Finch, is quite good. Um, a lot of people are still criticising him because of it, but really, I think that's a bit harsh. I think his form's okay in T20 cricket. He's scored some runs. He's scored a couple of 50s in the last few innings that he's played. Um, so Aaron Finch is in very good touch in terms of uh, his batting in T20 cricket. It's just one-day cricket where he was suffering. But for Australia to have any success with the bat in this T20 World Cup, they will need Aaron Finch to have a good T20 World Cup with the bat. And um, his form leading into this tournament has been questioned. The other question is Steve Smith's involvement in this Australian side. Now, we know with Steve Smith, T20 cricket's not his strongest suit. Um, and that's fairly obvious, and that's a fairly obvious observation to make. Um, T20 cricket's not his best format. But his role in this team is questioned. Is he going to be in the best 11? Um, is Australia going to consider him for selection. What we've seen in the lead-up to this tournament, in the teams that Australia have selected, he's been left out. So that is an indication to everyone that he's probably not in the best 11 come the first game against New Zealand at the SCG. So his involvement in this team has been questioned leading up to this T20 World Cup because a lot of people said Cameron Green should have been a part of this Australian squad. Uh given how he started well in India in that T20 series recently, um, but obviously not considered for selection. Um, also, another area of concern with Australia is Glenn Maxwell's form slump. He hasn't been scoring runs. He's one of the big X-factor players that Australia have. Um, Australia will need him to score runs in this tournament because they're going to rely on him as well to score the runs uh, when needed. Um, and he's a powerful striker of the ball, Glenn Maxwell. He's a, a very good player, as we all know, but he lacks the consistency. And once he's in a form slump, it's very hard to get out of. So for him and for Australia, they need him to be firing and scoring some runs in this tournament. Uh, another question mark over Australia heading into this tournament is the batting collapses. Now, we've seen in the recent T20 series against India, the West Indies and England, they've had some batting collapses. The top order not really doing their job. There's been some poor shot selection, poor uh, game awareness when it comes to smart batting, and a lot of the batters haven't been batting smartly, and there's been too many batting collapses. Australia will try to rectify that in this T20 World Cup because they do not want batting collapses to happen in a T20 World Cup. You don't want to lose wickets and clumps. That will set you back. So for the defending champions... Those are the areas of concern that they need to address going into this tournament. And the other area of concern is their death bowling. Now, their death bowling in the series against India, the West Indies and England, is a bit poor. They will need to rectify that area of their game as well with their bowling attack. But despite those questions and those problems, it's still a strong team when you look on it on paper. It's a very strong team. You can never write off Australia. They are always a good tournament team, and that's what we know with Australian cricket over the years. When they play in tournaments, they always do well. And I think this Australian team will do well in 2022 and are one of the favourites to defend their title. Um, obviously, if they do go on to win the tournament, they will become the first team to win back-to-back -back T20 World Cups, and they will also become the first team to win at home. Um, in a home tournament. No one has done that. Out of the 
uh, T20 World Cups that have been played thus far, from 2007 to now, the home nation has never won a tournament. So Australia could be the first team to do it this year. But they're one of the favourites to win. You can't really rule them out. It's a strong side, despite the problems. I think come the tournament, come the first game against New Zealand, they'll hit the ground running and they'll say, right, we're going to get down to business. Let's play our best cricket. You know what? The press has been badging us. They've been criticising us. They don't rate us. We're going to prove them wrong. And I think with this Australian team, they'll do that. So definitely Australia, firm favourites to win this tournament. They've got a pretty strong squad. Let's see what they can do in 2022. Now, who's going to be the player to look out for for Australia? There's so many match winners. It, it was, it's, it's like choosing your favourite child. It's, it's that hard to choose someone. But for me, I think I'm going to go with Tim David. I think he's going to be my player to look out for for Australia. Uh, Australia wanted him badly in this T20 World Cup squad. He's a powerful hitter of the ball. Has started well to his T20 national career with Australia. He's also played for, for Singapore before in international cricket. But playing you know, that next level in terms of international cricket with Australia, up with the big guys and the big teams, he's done pretty well. We know what he can do around various T20 leagues around the world. BBL, PSL, The 100, um, The Blast, um, The IPL. We know what he can do, Tim David. And he's a very powerful hitter. And he's going to be an important batter for Australia in this T20 World Cup if they're going to win this tournament. You know, someone who comes down, uh, down the order at number five and six, it's not an easy position to bat at in T20 cricket. You would like to bat uh, up the order. But for someone who comes down the order and can strike it from ball one, those are pretty rare to have in T20 cricket. And Australia have it in Tim David. He can do it. From ball one, he can just go off. So I think he's going to be one of the players to look out for for Australia. And he's going to have a very significant impact in terms of contributing to this team, in terms of trying to help Australia win back-to-back titles. So overall, Australia, very good squad, very good team. One of the favourites. I think they should qualify for the semis, and who knows? They may go on and win back-to-back T20 World Cups. We shall see in 2022. Let's have a look at England's T20 World Cup squad. Their captain is Joss Butler. They have won one ICC T20 World Cup title before. That was back in 2010 in the West Indies. Their best result at last year's T20 World Cup in 2021 in the UAE, there were semi-finalists. The squad they've selected for this T20 World Cup in Australia this year, Butler, Ali, Brooke, Sam Curran, Hales, Jordan, Livingston, Milan, Rashid, Salt, Stokes, Topley, Willie, Wokes and Wood. And England have named a, a very strong squad of match winners for this year's T20 World Cup. Strong batters, the likes of Butler, uh, Ali, Livingston, Milan, uh, Salt, uh, Hales, uh, Stokes. Um, very powerful batting lineup, and they've got some good bowlers who are skilled in the T20 game, um, and obviously um, have done pretty well for their franchises over the years. Um, let's talk about England's campaign in the in the last T20 World Cup, which was last year in the UAE. Uh, they were able to qualify for the semi-finals from the Super 12 stage. Um, they won four games and lost one. They were tied with um, Australia and South Africa on the same wins and losses. They got through to the semis based on net run rate. And they lost that semi-final to New Zealand by five wickets. Um, and, and, and that brought their tournament to an end. Um, so in 2021, to finish semi-finalists was not a bad effort from England, but they were one of the favourites to go through and win the whole thing. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be, and New Zealand upsetted the party and were sort of party poopers in the end and brought an end to England's campaign last year. But as we head into this year's T20 World Cup in 2022, they are one of the favourites to win this year. Uh, they have the batting to post big scores, but their bowling will be tested. And that's the biggest concern with England. Can their bowlers take wickets and do the job in this T20 World Cup? Uh, can this attack win the T20 World Cup for England? Bit of a question mark there. Um, they've got skillful bowlers who have done well in T20 cricket. But can they win the T20 World Cup for England? That's, that's the question. 
It's a bit same-samey in terms of pace and variation. All of them are similar pace, uh, similar variety in terms of right or left or left arm bowlers. Um, it's a bit same-samey with the pace. England lack that extra pace you need in Australia. Uh, they have Mark Wood who provides that extra pace, but he's prone to injury. And England will have to manage him carefully throughout this tournament. Um, he's the point of difference in this England bowling lineup. Um, if you had Joffre Archer, who's sadly out because of injury, if you had him and Mark Wood in this bowling attack, then you'll probably say England are favourites to win this D20 World Cup. They've got the fast bowlers and they've got the batting. Uh, it complements each other quite well. They've got good batting. They've got Butler, they've got Brook, Hales, Livingston, Milan, Salt, Stokes. Um, very good batters in T20 cricket. But the bowling... Can they get the job done and win this tournament for England? That's the next question uh, that England will have to ask themselves. Uh, but they are one of the favourites. Despite that being their weakness, they're one of the favourites to, to do that. But the question I ask with England is, the batters can score runs, but can the bowlers take wickets? We shall see in this T20 World Cup. Um, Joss Butler. Um, obviously, this is his first T20 World Cup as England captain. Uh he will be tested as captain. Now, we know with Butler, since he's taken over the captaincy from Owen Morgan, the captaincy hasn't been his friend. Um, he hasn't really relished the role. He hasn't really mastered the role of captaincy. Uh, let's see how he goes in this T20 World Cup. Uh, but he's in good form with the bat. He had a pretty good series against Australia. Coming back from injury, um, he scored a couple of 50s in that series against Australia before this T20 World Cup. He looks in pretty good touch, um, so that's good. His batting is good. He's scoring runs, but the captaincy from Butler will be tested. Uh, can he cope with the pressure in a tournament-type situation? Owen Morgan could do that. It remains to be seen if Butler can do that. Can he have the same composure and the same ability to captain the team in high-pressure moments like Owen Morgan did when he was captain? It'd be interesting to see how he goes with his captaincy. Now, the other question that England have to ask themselves in this T20 World Cup is about Ben Stokes. England have backed him in for the T20 World Cup. They've said, Ben, you're the man. Um, you're going to be in the side. You're going to have a place. But he had an OK T20 series recently against Australia. Um, is he in England's best 11 for this T20 World Cup? I'm not sure about that. You've got other players like Livingston and Salt who can come in at Ben Stokes' position around about four or five and can really maximise, um, you know, England's uh, batting. Um, ben Stokes, you know, that's the question mark that everyone's asking. Is he in the best 11 for England in this T20 World Cup? I'm not sure about that. England will have to try and find that out. If he's having a tough T20 World Cup, then England have options, either to turn to Livingston or Salt to replace Ben Stokes if he's having a bad T20 World Cup, which could happen. We shall see what England do there. England have a strong squad, should be competitive in this T20 World Cup, but their bowling will be tested, that's for sure. But their batting looks good and should do the damage. Um, so yeah, overall, it's a pretty strong squad from England. Um, and you would say they're one of the favourites to qualify for the semis. We shall see how they perform in this tournament. But they've got some very exciting players that will do very well in this T20 World Cup. Now, who's the player to watch out for for England? I'm going to go with Alex Hales. I've selected Alex Hales for that. Um, he should have a good tournament and could be England's leading run scorer in the World Cup this year, despite um, desperate, I should say, to, to make amends after missing out uh, many years of not playing for England, obviously doing what he did uh, to get suspended and banned and all that stuff. He'll be looking to make amends and make up for that um, in this T20 World Cup. He's a powerful striker. Lots of experience in T20 cricket. He's played a lot of cricket for the Sydney Thunder and the Big Bash in Australia. So he's used to Australian conditions. That should put him in good stead. And I think him opening the batting with Butler in this T20 World Cup, which is probably going to be the preferred combination at the top of the order for England. I think he's going to have a very good T20 World Cup and he's one of the players to look out for for England. Um, in saying that, England, as I mentioned before, a very strong team. We can't discount them from the semi-finals. They're going to be competitive. Um, Butler will be tested as captain. 
but they've got the squad to potentially win this T20 World Cup in Australia. Let's have a look at New Zealand's T20 World Cup squad. Their captain is Kane Williamson. They have not won an ICC T20 World Cup as yet. Uh, their best result from last year's T20 World Cup in 2021 in the UAE, they were runners-up to Australia in the final. The squad they've selected for this T20 World Cup, Williamson, Allen, Bolt, Bracewell, Chapman, Conway, Ferguson, Guptor, Mill, Mitchell, Nisham, Phillips, Satner, Sodi, and Southie. And you have a look at that squad. It's a pretty good squad from New Zealand. It's a very good squad. Um, full of match winners in T20 cricket. And they should be confident about doing well in this T20 World Cup this year. New Zealand will be motivated to do better uh, this T20 World Cup after that agonising T20 World Cup final loss to uh, the trans-Tasman rivals in Australia. Last year's T20 World Cup for New Zealand, they qualified to the semi-finals from Group 2 in the Super 12 stage. They won four games and lost one. The semi-final against England, they won by five wickets. It was a very exciting game of cricket. England made four for 166 from their 20 overs. New Zealand, five for 167. They chased it down with one over to spare. Uh, Daryl Mitchell's innings of 72 not out got them over the line, and that was the innings that uh, put the match in New Zealand's favour. And they were able to knock out England and book a place in the final against the trans-Tasman rivals in Australia. Unfortunately for New Zealand, as it's the common thing with New Zealand in tournaments and in finals, they don't seem to win them. And unfortunately, they lost by eight wickets in the final to Australia. They made four for 172. Australia chased down the runs with ease, two for 173, and won the T20 World Cup last year in Dubai. Um, so for New Zealand... That um, sort of thing of losing the final last year will motivate them to do better in 2022. And hopefully they can get on to the better side and the positive side of things and hopefully win the, the tournament. Now, going into this T20 World Cup for 2022, they've named a pretty strong squad, as I mentioned. Powerful batters, skillful bowlers who do well in T20 internationals and also in T20 cricket and also in franchise cricket. Um, we've got the likes of Williamson, Allen, uh, Bracewell, Chapman, Conway, uh, Guptur, Mitchell, Nisham, Phillips with the bat. You've got skillful bowlers and Bolt, Southie, Sodi, Satner, um, you know, Milne is pretty good, Ferguson's good. So it's a very good squad mixed in with match winners with both bat and ball, as I mentioned. Um, can they win in Australia? where they haven't had great success, especially when New Zealand play Australia in bilateral series. And, and I think that's a fair uh, observation to make, is that they don't really do well in Australia and New Zealand, especially when they play Australia in bilateral series, as we all know. Um, but you can never write off this New Zealand team in tournaments. They always fight and compete. Um, they're in a tough group. Uh, defending champions Australia, England and Afghanistan, who are very dangerous. You can't underestimate Afghanistan. They can cause a few upsets. So New Zealand will have to play well in this T20 World Cup if they are going to qualify for uh, the semi-finals and, and eventually the final and hopefully win the whole thing. That will be their goal. Um, but it's a tough group and they will have to be at their best. Um, also the psychological battle when playing Australia in Australia. Now, as I touched on it before, New Zealand have this problem when they play Australia in Australia or when they play in Australia, they can't seem to do well in Australian conditions. Now, the first game of the tournament is the final, is the rematch of the final, I should say, from last year, where Australia and New Zealand played in the final. To kick off this tournament, uh, New Zealand and Australia will play at the SCG in a rematch of last year's ICC T20 World Cup final from the UAE. So New Zealand, they will need to overcome that psychological battle against Australia and playing in Australian conditions. That first game against Australia will, their, will be their biggest test in this tournament. Are they good enough to finally beat Australia in a tournament? Are they good enough to beat Australia in Australia? Because we know they don't do well in these conditions. So for them to have success in Australia, they'll have to play well in these conditions, but 
Going into that first game of the Super 12 stage against Australia at the SCG, it's a sellout, it's a packed house. Can they get the job done and can they finally beat Australia in Australia, New Zealand? We shall see if they can finally shift that psychological battle and barrier that they have with Australia, um, New Zealand. Now, with their batting, as I mentioned, it's a strong batting lineup. You've got Williamson, Guptill, Conway, Phillips, Nisham, Allen, Chapman, Mitchell, Bracewell, all very skilled T20 batters. They will need to have a good T20 World Cup with the bat um, for New Zealand. And I think Kane Williamson will be very important in the batting for New Zealand. He's that anchor role, provides that stability. And I think with New Zealand, in a team that you have a lot of bashers and hitters of the ball, um, you need someone who can stay in and occupy the crease and make sure there's some stability and make sure that there's some calmness in the batting order. And Kane Williamson's not that powerful hitter. He can hit a long ball, don't get me wrong. But um, he's more of that accumulator and just sits in and when the time is right, he, he measures his um, aggressive approach with the bat quite well. So I think he's going to be the important batter for New Zealand in this uh, T20 World Cup. And he will be the cog and the key in this New Zealand batting lineup for the other players like Allen, Conway, you know, Bracewell, uh, Guptill, Allen, Mitchell, Nisham, Phillips to go off and go big. And Williamson will be that anchor type role for New Zealand. Now with the bowling, as I mentioned, it's a strong attack. Uh, you've got Trent Bolt, Tim Southie, Mitchell Satner, Ish Sodi, Adam Milne, Lockie Ferguson. It's a pretty good bowling attack. Uh, they will re rely heavily on Trent Bolt, I think, New Zealand. Trent Bolt, he could be the leading wicket-taker for New Zealand in this T20 World Cup. We know Trent Bolt's a very skillful T T20 bowler. Um, he will be the key for New Zealand in terms of taking wickets in the power play. Um, New Zealand will rely on him heavily in this T20 World Cup to take wickets up front in the power play, make sure that he does early damage with that new ball. And then the other bowlers will come in and do their role and hopefully... Uh, back him up in that but the one area of concern with New Zealand's bowling is the pace uh, they're all a bit same samey sort of like with England they're all a bit same samey with the pace and variation um, they've got Lockie Ferguson now he bowls gas uh, serious pace but he will need to be managed because we know with Lockie Ferguson he does pick up injuries and he is susceptible to injuries and he's prone to injuries so for New Zealand to have that point of difference in the attack, they will need Lockie Ferguson to be bowling quick and fast. You need someone like that in Australian conditions who can bowl fast, you know, 140 plus. Not someone who can bowl 130, uh, mid-130s or high-130s. It's not really going to do much damage. So for New Zealand, they will have to rely on Bolt and Ferguson's pace and Bolt's skillfulness and taking wickets in the power play to really put teams under pressure in this T20 World Cup. Um, but in saying that, you know, they're a pretty strong side, New Zealand. We can't really write them off. Um, and, and they will be competitive in this T20 World Cup. Now, who's the player to look out for, uh, for New Zealand? And I mentioned his name before, and that's Kane Williamson, the captain. His captaincy is key for New Zealand, slash his leadership to rally the team together. Um, he tends to do that quite well as leader. Um, as I mentioned earlier, his batting, that anchor role to hold this batting lineup together, um, is going to be the key for New Zealand. So he's one of the players to look out for for New Zealand for me. Um, and he's going to play a very important role as captain as well. Um, overall, New Zealand should not be discounted from this T20 World Cup and will be a contender to challenge and to potentially win this T20 World Cup in Australia. Can they finally break the drought, New Zealand? Uh, they lost the 2015 World Cup final to Australia. They lost the 2019 World Cup final to England. They lost last year's T20 World Cup final to Australia. Can they win this year? They're a good chance to do it. Let's, let's wait and see what, what will happen. But um, for New Zealand, you can't write them off. They're always a good team. They're a strong team. And they are a good chance of winning this year's T20 World Cup. Let's have a look at Afghanistan's T20 World Cup squad. Their captain is Mohamed Nabi. They are yet to win a T20 World Cup. They haven't won one yet in their history. Their best result at last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE in 2021. They finished 
in the Super 12s stage. The squad they've selected for this year's T20 World Cup, Nabi, uh, Zadran, Gubaz, Omaza, Rasul, Malik, Faruqi, Zazan, Zadran, Rahman, Ahak, Ahmed, Rashid Khan, Safi, and Gandhi. That's the squad that Afghanistan have selected for this T20 World Cup this year in Australia. Now, Afghanistan continue to keep on improving, and hopefully they have a good T20 World Cup this year. They're a team that always keep looking to improve um, and develop their cricket, and we've seen that from Afghanistan in many tournaments over the years. They always keep getting better year by year, and that's great to see that development. Now, last year's T20 World Cup in the UAE, they automatically qualified for the Super 12 stage. They won two games and lost three. They won against Scotland by 130 runs, and they won against Namibia, I should say, by 62 runs, but would have liked to have done better in last year's T20 World Cup, Afghanistan. This year's T20 World Cup, um, they have a squad full of exciting players, uh, but for most of the squad, it's their first time playing in Australia. So that's going to be a bit of a challenge for most of the Afghanistan team, is um, how do they go about playing in Australian conditions? It's very foreign to most of these um, Afghanistan players, but it's definitely a challenge, and I think it's a challenge that they'll look to embrace and, and hopefully overcome in this tournament. Um, they do have some players who have had experience in playing in Australia in terms of the BBL in particular, and that's Muhammad Nabi, Rashid Khan, and uh, Mujib uh, Rahman. Um, who have all played in Australia in, um, in the Big Bash. So they will need to help out the other players in the squad in terms of adjusting to Australian conditions and how to go about playing cricket on these um, surfaces in Australia. Um, so that's going to be one of the challenges for Afghanistan. Uh, tough group. In group number one of the Super 12s, they've got Australia, the defending champions, New Zealand, England, and plus a qualifying team, which is yet to be determined. So could cause some problems for those teams in Group 1, Afghanistan. But let's see how they go in 2022. I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll definitely cause some problems to the teams of Australia, New Zealand, England, plus the qualifying team, whoever that may be in Group 1. Um, are they good enough to go through to the semis? I, I don't think they're going to quite qualify for the semifinals, but I think they'll definitely cause some upsets if, if they can. They'll be competitive, and hopefully they'll have a great tournament and have some fun. But for most of the squad, as I mentioned, this is their first time playing in Australia. So for them, it's all about embracing this opportunity to play on the world stage, show everyone from the cricketing world what you can do, um, because they have some very exciting players, and um, surely they're going to entertain a lot of people uh, during this tournament. And hopefully a lot of people will take notice of some of the emerging players from the Afghanistan cricket team. That's for sure. Uh, but let's see how they go in this tournament. Um, they're definitely improving year by year, which is great to see from Afghanistan. The player to watch out for, he's an obvious choice, um, but I'm going to go with Rashid Khan, brilliant T20 bowler. Uh, you know, he's a wicket taker. He's a match winner. He can do it with the ball and the bat. Um, he's going to be a key bowler for Afghanistan. Plenty of experience in Australian conditions, playing in the BBL for the Adelaide Strikers. Uh, could be Afghanistan's leading wicket-taker in this T20 World Cup. So um, he's definitely one of the players to look out for for Afghanistan. So overall, it's a very exciting squad from Afghanistan. Let's see what they can do in this year's T20 World Cup in Australia. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast and like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe. And bye for now.